0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.
1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair.
2: Vaches. I don't have to show you any
3: stinking vaches.
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: Man, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. I mean, there's hardly anything going on. <laughs> I welcome to it, everybody, the Chris Salcedo Show Friday edition. I hope everything is going well in your world. I suppose as long as your name is not Steve Bannon, it, it it's all good. Um, <laughs> look, I, Bannon's out at the White House. Uh, this is going to be the exclusive topic du jour that the talking heads on, on on cable news are talking about when we get to the flip around. But I'll say this. We invited Steve Bannon to come on and talk with us. And I didn't think too much of it at the time that he didn't want to come on and and talk with us here at The Blaze, this show, your liberty-loving Latino, because he's a busy guy. He's with the White House, right? Well, then he goes and gives up uh, an interview some left-wing loon nutcase reporter it's like damn it man you could have come on here and, and talk with the salcedo show we would have had a, a better conversation but apparently he he feels in more at home talking with left-wing loons i guess that's that i mean i'm, I'm not irked by it don't get me wrong 888 900 soundcloud itunes and stitcher for on on demand listening in this program listening live blaze.com slash radio blaze radio smartphone app or the iHeart radio app getting in touch with us on social media that's easy to do go to facebook the chris salcedo show where we're getting some backup from our earlier uh an earlier guest this week who came on and said it was the charlottesville police who seemed to be setting up a brawl in charlottesville that's on the chris salcedo show facebook page on twitter At Chris Salcedo, T-X, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X. And make sure you check out our channel at TheBlaze.com. And along with the rest of our pals at TheBlaze.com. Let's get to the flip around. We'll start with Fox
3: today. Shepard Smith, one of our favorite guys. President. On an ideological front, uh, the amount of power that he wielded, the fact that he was instrumental in getting the president elected, that buys you a lot of cachet and a lot of power at the White House. But you know, he was often talked about in conjunction with Reince Priebus, in tandem with Reince Priebus. Uh, that uh, the two of them, uh, at some point, were going to depart the White House. There are a lot of people who thought that B- uh, Bannon actually might have departed before now. Uh, I was in his office back near close to the uh, 100-day mark, and uh, up on uh, two walls were whiteboards with all of the things that he wanted to get accomplished there were a lot of check marks that were on that wall saying that we've done this but there were a lot of things that hadn't been checked off and there was some grumbling in the white house that uh, steve bannon's vaunted uh, aggressive agenda uh, wasn't getting through so perhaps that was not standing him in good stead with the president either chef
5: these reports of a war brewing between steve bannon now on the outside and the very closest people in, in donald trump's circle how much validity is there to this as far
1: as you know
3: Well, when you talk about Steve Bannon, one of the things you talk about is his absolute distaste with establishment Republicans and how he wants to fight against them. So for him to go outside and either through Breitbart or maybe teaming up with billionaire Robert Mercer, launching some sort of war against the establishment inside the White House and in Congress uh, wouldn't be too much of a stretch. But uh, it's early going. We don't know what Bannon has decided to do, at least not at this point yet. Well,
4: we're hearing rumors he might go back to Breitbart, which is which is fine. And you know what? I. Can anybody say the establishment has accorded itself very well? I mean, uh, the establishment has uh, been in part responsible for a $20 trillion debt for laying down for President Obama for the last eight years. By the way, speaking of President Obama, part of his legacy may be unwound by the courts. A judge. Has ordered the Internal Revenue Service to name names as to who was targeting conservative groups and why. Barack Obama's weaponizing of the IRS, our government against us, may be, may be unraveling before our eyes. Well, maybe have more on that next week. Let's get over to MSNBS. Guess what they're talking
5: about? Bannon. Room for them on our website never will be. Okay, so let's then understand who your constituency is. Uh, How would you describe them? And I mean this very sincerely, because before we descend into a race war, I think uh, important dialogue is useful. So what is the message? What is the thing that your constituents and your readers uh, would like my viewers to understand?
0: Most of our readers are people just like your viewers. They're Americans who are tired of the way the political system has failed, not just for the eight years of Barack Obama, but has failed for decades. We've seen a political system that's increasingly unresponsive to the needs of Americans, that's spending much more money than it takes in. That is making rash decisions on grand scales, whether it's going to war without a proper plan or redesigning the entire health care system while lying to people about how much it's going to cost and what it's going to do to their doctor and their insurance policy.
4: That's our uh, buddy Joel Pollack over at uh, Breitbart, uh, who we have interviewed on this program before. Uh, notice how the MSNBS anchor says your readers who are largely conservative and my viewers who are largely liberal. You know, if I were Joel Pollack, I would have said, well, you know, look, even your liberal viewers uh <laughs> over at MSNBS, uh, sometimes they want to get, you know, informed. And so I would I <laughs> I would encourage them to uh come over to to Breitbart. I I that's probably why MSNBS doesn't have me on their on their air.
3: Uh, let's get over CNN. The Hill, he has, he has far more people willing to sit to one side and not help him right now. Uh, and I think that uh, he needs to recognize that he's taken a good first step with bringing in uh, General Kelly, but he needs to think about what has not worked. And you, you don't get down in the 35 percent range of approval and have people in your own party uh, shooting at you and, and conclude that everything's going fine.
1: Former House Speaker, your
4: former boss, adding to the list of Republicans who are full-throatedly calling out the president by name. This was obviously before the ban of news broke. You You know, I I wouldn't classify what Newt said as full-throated, Brooke. I wouldn't classify that at all as full-throated. He said, look, you've got some issues with the Republicans, but you know what? Half the country, and I'm not talking the Democrat half, I'm talking the Republican half, has issues with the Republican Party and their ineffectiveness, in particular in the Senate, to get anything done. And what's not being articulated is what exactly about the, the Trump agenda do you not like? You know, I always like to ask this of never-Trumpers. What is it you don't like, uh, conservative judges? What is it you don't like, Uh building up the military after eight years of being savaged and ravaged by resident Obama. What is it? You don't like what the Frank talk. That's it. They, they abhor the fact that he speaks what's on his mind and there's no nuance and there's no political dancing around. What you see is what you get with president Trump and they can't stand it. And he tells too much truth. No, now, Listen to me. There are a lot of folks who are going to say, well, who could who could. Fault somebody for telling too much truth in Washington, D.C., they have a phrase for it. Watching how the sausage is made. Donald Trump rips off the blinders and lets folks see how the sausage is made, a very well-kept secret. Among the establishment in Washington, D.C., they don't like the attention. They don't like their ineffectiveness being called out. Mitch McConnell, it bears pointing out, drew first blood on this. The president reached out, gave Mitch McConnell's wife a job. I'm not saying that she got it because of her husband. But I'm saying that the president didn't hold it against her, that Mitch McConnell was uh, her husband, thought she was qualified, put her in. That any goodwill from Mitch McConnell? Apparently not. Mitch McConnell wants the president to get on board and to somehow excuse their inability to get anything done on the repeal of Obamacare. Well, we can't get anything done. Let's, uh, you know, give us some cover, Mr. Mr. President. Donald Trump says to hell with you. I'm not going to give you any cover. What, what's wrong with you? Get your work done. Well, who side you you on? And the president can ask that of Mitch McConnell, too. Who the hell's side are you on? And we we brought this up with McConnell. He has a he has a habit of blaming others for his, his problems. So anyway, uh that's your flip around, ladies and gentlemen, for a Friday. Uh, Steve Bannon out. I don't know much about Bannon. I think we've played a few sound bites of him on this program. He's a recluse. Again, what really gets me. I, I ticked off is too strong. i I don't spend uh, that that time between sleep and uh, and dreaming, uh, thinking about why Steve Bannon didn't come on this program when invited. But I do find it interesting that Steve Bannon, instead of coming on to conservative talk radio, I mean, I don't think we're establishment. And as a matter of fact, his loathing of the establishment is shared by a vast majority of the audience to not only this program to this network. They have by all by all measure failed. The GOP establishment has been limp wristed, weak kneed limp noodled, however you want to, however you want to classify it, ineffective at standing up to this large lurch left. So much so that these guys in the Republican party today are, are saying as John McCain and Mitt Romney did that it's that, that, that it is better to be uh, a racist against whites than it is to be a racist against, against colored people. And I don't get that. I don't, I don't understand that. And I will never believe that. I believe all racism is wrong. I believe all bigotry is wrong. I believe all hatred is wrong. Because of somebody's skin color. But not John McCain. Not Mitt Romney. Not the establishment Republicans. Who are unloading. On Donald Trump for saying that he condemns. All racism. All bigotry and all hatred. Which is the only. Responsible stance. A president can take. I, and, and I know what's at play here. It's the never Trumpers. Seizing on this moment to unite with the Democrats and do what they can to be rid of Donald Trump. You heard uh, the Fox News reporter talking about how Donald Trump's poll numbers or maybe it was that, that was New Gingrich his poll numbers are in the high 30s. And they believe the coattails have shrunk enough. To where now they can openly declare their independence from Trump. Seven months into his presidency. And these Republicans have been waiting to do that, folks. They've been waiting to do this. They were never on board with the agenda. That's why none of the agenda is getting done. That's why Obamacare is still the law of the land. Because the Republican Party wants it that way. That is why we still suffer under a 75,000 page insult. To the intelligence of the American people, the tax code. Because the Republican Party wants it that way. Up next, you and I will discuss some things about what the Democrats are up to. And I I did this in the Dallas show. Unbeknownst to me, somebody had written about it in the Washington times. I'll bring it all together. And by the way, on this program today, former governor of New York, George Pataki will visit the Chris Salcedo show back in a minute on the blaze.
0: Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch
2: with Chris on the blaze radio network.
4: i uh, just getting uh, a tweet from Dan out there who says, not a word on drudge about De- uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz being indicted. Well, she wasn't indicted, ladies and gentlemen. It was her IT guys. Uh, the IT guys that when every Democrat on Capitol Hill was firing these guys, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the former head of the Democrat National Committee, who rigged the Democrat election in favor of Hillary and edged out Bernie. That, that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who had to resign in disgrace after it was found out <laughs> that she rigged the Democrat primary. Uh, her IT guys that she rescued from being thrown out of the country and thrown off Capitol Hill and kept paying them. Um, what is this guy's name? Im- Imran Awan. He was indicted on four counts yesterday. And, um, uh, not a peep out of the basket of biased press guilt by association. That only works for Republicans, you know, <laughs> anyway, uh, good point, Dan allowed me to get that in there. Um, let me ask you a question, and this will inform you as to why we are seeing this rush from Nancy Pelosi to the, to the lowest level Black Lives Matter Antifa fascist. Uh, why are the Civil War historical monuments in the crosshairs right now? I will illustrate why by answering some questions about what have the Democrats' main issues been in recent years. Let's go back, and we'll, we'll start with the most current and work our way backward, okay? Are you ready? Civil War historical monuments have got to go. And the Democrat Party's aligning with the fascists who call themselves anti-fascists, by the way. There is a cartoon on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. I think many of you might find amusing. And uh, let's see, you got to scroll down a little bit to see it. But it's uh, two or three posts from the top. It says, the left will not permit thought or speech that contradicts what we believe is acceptable, one guy is saying to another. And he continues, we will destroy property when we determine it advances our just cause. We will cleanse history of all that we find offensive, says this leftist. The other guy looking a little perplexed says, Well, why would you want to do that? And the leftist says, To suppress fascism, of course. <laughs> Many of you have already found that cartoon, but it is there for you. To share and share alike. And that's why I call Antifa. The fascists who say they're not fascists. So. Before. Before the civil Ri- uh, civil war monuments. Were in their crosshairs. What was this cause du jour. For the Democrats. Transgender bathrooms right. Transgender issues. Before that. It was gay marriage. Before that, it was their so-called income inequality by forcing businesses to pay above what fair market value called for in the labor market. $15 an hour minimum wage. Before that, what was it? Man-made global warming. Before that, let me be clear. Pay your fair share. High exorbitant Taxation. Before that, Common Core. Before that, uh, the taking over of of education. Uh, Quick question How many of those things help you get a job? How many of those things put food on your table? How many of those things make your family more safe at night? How many of those things secure the border and protect the homeland from our enemies? The answer is none of them. And it also answers why Democrats have lost and will continue to lose election after election after election. 888-900-3393.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show.
4: On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: The statue of Abraham Lincoln was torched in, um, in Chicago. What uh, locals are calling a disgraceful act. I I don't know of many Americans who would disagree. Perhaps some folks, uh, look, I you know, I've been branding Black Lives Matter uh, as racist as they are. They hate white people. They've called for the death of whites. They've called for the death of cops. I've been calling Antifa violent fascist thugs who use threats, intimidation, and and violence to silence political speech. But I have since learned through the marvel of photography that Antifa is also... Racist. Antifa, there is a picture of one of their marches where they are carrying a sign that says, smash the white man march. Smash the white man march. Northeast. Anti-fascists. They indeed, too, are racist. Now, nobody tells Senator John McCain. Uh, These are the good kind of racists, according to John McCain and Mitt Romney. These 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 people are are better than the KKK racists. The white supremacist racists, these are the more virtuous racists, according to the senator from Arizona and the former governor of Massachusetts, Of course, I am speaking with tongue firmly planted in cheek, folks. But. uh, Governor Romney and. Senator McCain have conducted themselves like complete idiots. Uh, Another one of the. uh, uh, Another one of the president's economic councils, I guess it was the arts council. They have disbanded. They resigned. Because of Donald Trump's. Comments. And I don't have the exact quote in front of me because I, you know, I really don't care. Other than that, I wish the president would say, well, you know, I got all these people resigning. Apparently, they disagree with my comments that all hate, all bigotry. All violence is unacceptable. Apparently, they disagree I can't, you know what? And if they disagree with that statement, I don't want them in my administration. Why the hell doesn't Donald Trump, somebody in that damn White House, grow some cojones and say that? Oh, well, these business people, they want to leave. Apparently, they disagree with my comments where I said all hatred, all bigotry, all racism is unacceptable. Apparently they disagree. And to be quite frank, if they disagree with that statement, they don't need to be in my economic council. They don't need to be a part of my White House. Dang it, I wish somebody would grow. Never mind, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) I thought better of it. Grow a spine. How about that? (laughs) Uh... There's something I gotta play for you guys. There is, I guess, some sort of internet sensation. Terrence Williams, I believe Terrence Williams is a black. And he has some advice for all of these people who are wetting their panties over over historical monuments from the Civil War.
6: Here's part one. So before we get started, I need everybody in their mama to retweet this. I need everybody to hear this message, okay? I need everybody to. So go ahead and retweet this right now. So, I want to know why in the hell are people protesting like we living in the 1930s and the 1940s? I'm confused. I'm trying to figure some things out. Everybody that's out there protesting need to go home and they need to go to bed, okay? <laughs> Y'all out here acting like somebody done got hung from a tree. <laughs> Y'all acting like you done walked into a restaurant and they told you you couldn't eat because you black or because you white or Mexican. Go home and go to bed. <laughs> somebody had a uh, they had a uh, a KKK rally or some white nationalist rally. Y'all acting like Donald Trump is the one who was head of the damn rally. He wasn't the head of the damn rally. Y'all acting like Donald Trump started the damn white nationalist rally. He ain't got nothing to do with that. Donald Trump cannot control what the hell people do, okay? He can't control if somebody wanna have a KKK rally. They ain't got nothing to do with him. Donald Trump was eating on a $1,000 steak when they was having a damn rally. He didn't know nothing about that, okay? He didn't know nothing about that. So everybody needs to go home and go to bed, okay?
4: (laughs) Go to bed. Mexican. I love how you, Mexican.
6: Mr. Williams was not done. With all this, they need to take down the Confederate flag and the Confederate history. Half of y'all asses didn't even finish high school to even learn about the Confederate (laughs) flag and the Confederate statues. (laughs) But you wanna talk crap? And you want to act a fool? You don't have y'all failed history class, but you got something to say about something from the. If you don't go to bed, just go to bed.
4: <laughs> Is that a thing? Just go to bed. It's it's it it's gonna be one of our new things. Every single time we talk about liberals, just go just go to bed.
6: I personally don't care. About no confederate flags or the confederate statue. Guess what? Abraham Lincoln kicked their ass. Okay, <laughs> so we are America now. We are the United States of America. So I could care less about the confederate this or that. Okay, we are. We don't. I don't live in no confederate state. I live in the United States. So I don't care about a confederate flag or a confederate statue. But you know what? It's history. How is a confederate statue hurting you personally? If a damn statue that's sitting outside every damn day is hurting your feelings, why come you ain't acted a fool long time ago? Some of these statues been up for damn near a hundred years. <laughs> why y'all ain't said nothing? I mean, why y'all just now saying something? It's 2017. <laughs> I mean, why y'all mad today?
4: <laughs> I have an answer. They're mad today because the Democrats don't have an issue. It's the reason why they were mad about transgender bathrooms. It was a it was a problem. It was a, a solution without a problem. The reason why they're all mad today is because the Democrats don't have anything positive to run on. The Democrats don't have an economic message. The Democrats don't have a security message. The Democrats have no answers to North Korea or to the growing threat of Iran or the growing threat of radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism. That's the reason why, Terrence. That's the reason why they're so upset. I don't know about y'all, but I I love me some Terrence Williams.
6: Why y'all, I mean, why y'all got, y'all, y'all got mad on, uh, on this this past weekend? Y'all got mad this past weekend because of a damn statue? (laughs) Why come y'all wasn't mad in 2016? The damn thing been up for a hundred damn years, (laughs) but you just now getting mad? I mean, did you wake up in the morning and... Figure out what the hell it meant. I mean, (laughs) just go home and go to bed. Go to bed.
4: (laughs) Just go home. Hey, Antifa. Hey, BLM. Hey, you Nazis and you KKK folks. Just go
6: home. Go to bed. Y'all out here protesting. Y'all all all at the damn Trump Tower. He, He ain't got time for that. Hell he ain't got nothing to do Trump got on TV and said we all need to get along hell and if Obama did such a, if, a, if Obama did a hell of a job this sh- wouldn't be going on
4: <laughs> folks it's funny but did we not arrive at the same conclusion not in quite such colorful language But I told you this week, the reason why we're seeing the rise of all of these hate groups is because of social justice that was substituted for actual justice these last eight years during the Obama years. If Obama, and Terrence put it right, why are you guys protesting now? You guys should have been out when Barack Obama wouldn't arrest you all. (laughs) <laughs> but, but the, listen to this last point uh, so eloquently put
6: Obama did such uh, if, if Obama did a hell of a job this sh- wouldn't be going on
4: yes that's right remember, remember the election of Barack Obama was going to solve all of our race problems <laughs> and it's it's more fiery now than ever it's not really a, you, you know what the, the, what I find the most funny is that the, the basket of bias press thinks that the majority of the country that is white are racists. Even though their own resources, like the Southern Poverty Law Center, said there are probably 3,000 KKK members left in the entire United States. That's 3,000 out of, what do we have to 3,23 320, 325 million people. <laughs> but th- it was those 3,000 who made all the difference for Donald Trump in the election?
6: Obama act like he was gonna cure everybody of racism. He said it. He was gonna fix it all. So I'm just trying to figure out why y'all mad. Okay? So this is what everybody needs to do. All the protesters. I need all the protesters to go home. <laughs> But before you go home, I need y'all to stop by y'all local pharmacy, go to Walgreens, CVS, go anywhere. Go pick up some meds, get some quill, some DayQuil. Uh, so I need everybody, all the protesters, you're going to go get this at uh, Walgreens. You can find this at Walmart. You can find this at uh, CVS. Go, So go pick this up before you go home. And, uh, go to bed (laughs) and, uh,
4: go to bed. I just, Hey, Democrats, Hey, leftists, y'all need to go to bed. I love it. Uh, Terrence Williams. I'm sure a quick Google search. will find you guys some Terrence. If you want some of those words of wisdom for your very own. I'll be right back. Chris Salcedo show here on the blaze
1: dial in, let it out. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo show part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network. Listening to the Chris Salcedo show on the Blaze Radio Network.
6: What's up, Facebook? What's going on? So, I got something that I want to talk about. Um, I was sexually assaulted by Hillary Clinton.
4: <laughs> That's Terrence Williams, everybody. If you're looking on Google, try try just going to YouTube. You'll find a whole bunch of Terrence Williams on YouTube. It is. <laughs> This guy is great. Uh, and I, I, I stumbled across him courtesy of my buddies at the morning show at the Houston station. So I was very, very thankful. Made my whole Friday. Um, something that really ticked me off. By the way, coming up with the program, our very own Mary Ramirez this week. And also Governor George Pataki to lead off next hour. Uh, if you were watching CNN yesterday... What did we say? I mean, when we were taking all of this stuff live with uh, the Barcelona-Spain attack, we were saying, mark our words, somebody was going to try to tie this back to Charlottesville to bash on Trump. I knew somebody was going to do it. I didn't know alleged journalists were going to do it. Like Jim... Shudo and uh, Wolf Blitzer over at CNN. You are about to hear probably the most ignorant statements that I have ever heard come out out of a member of the basket of bias press mouth ever. And that's saying something. Listen to, again, this is in the wake of now 14 dead in an ISIS attack by automobile, which is a tactic they have adopted for well over a year now. It's become their new weapon of choice and listen to their take on cnn
5: uh, and it's something that, that not just spanish authorities but u.s authorities have been aware of but the final point i would make wolf is just is just this note that, that in light of the the uproar of the last several days five days apart you have uh, white supremacists in charlottesville use a vehicle to kill and here you have attackers at least following the modus operandi uh, terrorists using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well.
4: And then- uh-huh, yeah. So according to Jim Sciutto of CNN, that ISIS has adopted the white supremacist mode of using cars in terrorist attacks. Now, if you are a typical CNN audience member, you just might buy that complete and utter lie. If you go nearly any place else, you won't.
5: And, and that's the, the shared tactics uh, that should be alarming. Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats. There will be questions if uh, what happened uh, in Barcelona uh, was at all, at all uh, a copycat version of what happened. These two men are not only criminally stupid,
4: they're also criminally dishonest. CNN has just proven. They're a propaganda outfit. They are not a news outfit. This is a disgrace.
1: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show.
0: Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't
2: have to show you any
3: stinking batches?
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: All right, welcome back, everybody. This is your radio republic. Unlike your current government, your views are heard, listened to, and addressed right here in this program, we'll get back to your phone calls after we have a conversation with George Pataki. He was the 53rd governor of New York, serving from 1995 to 2006, winning his first term as governor in 1994's elections. He defeated longtime incumbent Mario Cuomo by three points, went on to serve three terms as governor of the state of New York. Sir, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show.
5: It's a nice being on with you, Chris. Thank you.
4: You are currently serving... As a senior advisor to the ad hoc group of Puerto Rico general obligation bondholders, and these are the these are the folks in in layman's terms who are who are the debtors to the what I would call the irresponsible governance of Puerto Rico. Do I have that right?
5: Yeah, right. Irresponsible is a kind word. You know, they've just been classic uh, tax and spend and borrow. Uh, Leftists who, who really have destroyed the uh, finances of Puerto Rico. Uh, but the GO bondholders are a small part of the total debt. This is general obligation debt guaranteed by Puerto Rico's constitution. Yeah,
4: and so, uh, of course, what is on the minds of a lot of conservatives and Republicans and even fair-minded Democrats is that this type of irresponsibility, this irresponsible governance by the left wing in Puerto Rico will be rewarded and bailed out by we the taxpayers Uh, My view, that's a mistake.
5: I I agree with you. It it would be a mistake. There are two risks, I think, for people who have no interest, particularly in Puerto Rico, but care about the country or their state. One is the bailout. That's not the right thing to do. When you spend yourself into oblivion, uh, you shouldn't then say, uh, well, the taxpayers of the rest of the country should bail me out here. That's wrong. And I, I don't think Congress is prepared or willing to do that. But the second thing is the precedent uh, ignoring the rule of law that's for other states or other communities. You know, like Illinois is not far behind Puerto Rico and what it's done with its finances. They're nearing junk bond status. And what is happening in Puerto Rico is not just that they want the federal government to bail them out, but they're also ignoring their own state constitution. They're ignoring uh, a, a law passed by Congress that created a, a financial control board, and they're hoping... That they can continue to spend uh, beyond their means by simply ignoring the law and not paying their constitutional debt. That is a danger for the rest of the country because it would be a precedent.
4: How much money are we talking about here?
5: Well, we're talking in total. You know, the debt is uh, somewhere between seventy and ninety billion. The constitutional debt is a small fraction of that. And the other bondholders, you know, they they lent based on the credit and an analysis. But the Constitution of Puerto Rico, uh, and not just the law, the Constitution, says that the general obligation debt has a prior claim on all available revenues. Uh, That is pretty clear. Uh, And the the geo-bondholders are not, you know, bad people. They're not saying, well, don't have police, don't have fire, don't open schools. But what has happened in Puerto Rico is instead of having the constitutional debt come first, they have it basically come last. Uh, they are spending everything else. They're increasing spending at a time of authority by about a half billion dollars. Uh, they haven't uh, distinguished between essential services and non-essential services, so they've stood the Constitution on its head. The GEO debt, which is supposed to come first, now apparently comes last. And that's the government of Puerto Rico. But Chris, there's a more important point here. There is a control board appointed by Congress and Obama. They uh, They passed a federal law. The Republicans controlling the House and the Senate created this control board. Obama's Treasury had the key appointment, and Obama had to actually approve and appoint the people that were nominated by Congress. That control board... Is empowering the government of Puerto Rico to ignore the law, ignore its constitution, and to continue to spend. So this is uh, this is not the government of Puerto Rico. This is a, cost, uh, uh, a federal law, Washington-appointed board that is carrying out the Obama principles of borrow, tax, spend. And then not pay your debts when the time comes. To. Wow,
4: folks, you're you're going to recognize the pattern. I mean, I know it's going to be hard for a lot of you folks out there within the sound of my voice to believe, but those with liberal ideology and uh, of the Democrat Party's mindset thinks it's okay to violate the law and and continue yeah, to spend right. your money. I, I got to tell you, Governor, it's uh, it is it is an indictment on the progressive way of governance uh, for sure. George Pataki is our guest right now, fifty third governor of the state of New York. Let me get into some current events I want you to weigh in on. And uh not that the uh, we know how irresponsible Democrats can be when they're in charge, but I don't think the GOP uh, governance of of Washington is is really according itself very well, in particular those in the Senate. Their promises to keep uh, to repeal Obamacare, their promises to to get tax reform in, are you as disappointed as uh, as the conservative movement is about all of this?
5: Uh, Absolutely. It is just horribly disappointing. You know, we have a Republican president, a Republican Senate, a Republican House, and so far they have passed nothing of consequence. We have got to reform health care. Obamacare is a disaster. And yet they can't even pass a basic uh, uh, change to the law. The tax code uh, is absurd. We have over $2 trillion in American corporate money sitting overseas that could be invested in America because our tax code is so awful. They have to do something on tax reform. Our infrastructure is just, uh, in many parts, it literally is almost third world. And yet, uh, and I hope that they can pass an infrastructure program. But when you are given the reins of power, People expect you to use it intelligently. Some will agree with you, some will disagree with you. But you've got to show that you're capable of governing and use it. And Congress has not done that yet. It's very disappointing.
4: Yeah, I'm disappointed too. And and the likes of John McCain, who appear to be letting his animosity toward the President of the United States uh, guide his votes rather than what's in the best interest of the country. Uh, The monuments debate Uh, (laughs) 62% of Americans say that they don't want these historical monuments ripped down. Where are you?
5: Uh, this is, you know, why is this a national issue? Whether or not there's a statute uh, of some figure in South Carolina or New York State, why is that a national issue? Uh, I think these things should be decided locally or at the state level. It's people trying to make a broader political statement, uh, a national statement around these symbols. So I think my view is very simple. Leave it to the states. Leave it to the communities. Don't make this a federal case.
4: Yeah, and and lastly, I I couldn't let you go because of, without asking, because New York had an up close and personal encounter with radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism, as we all know, the attacks in Spain, rather low tech, very hard to stop when when jihadists are using vehicles to spread their carnage. Uh, How do we combat this and give us your reaction to what happened in Spain?
5: Yeah, Chris, it's just awful. I was governor of New York on September 11th and saw the horrors of this. What we have got to do is just deny them, deny radical Islam safe havens where they can train, where they can plan, where they can finance, where they can organize and where they can recruit terrorists. You know, as you said, this is low tech and very hard to detect. We have to go after radical Islamists anywhere in the world. We don't have to occupy a country, but we have to destroy their bases and training camps because they pose a threat to us regardless of where they are, and we have to be very clear that we're not going to allow anybody to come into the United States unless we know who they are, where they're from, what their background is, and that they're not going to pose a threat to us. Destroy their bases and training camps overseas and deny access to this country to anybody who we can't verify doesn't pose a threat to our safety
4: governor george pataki everybody 53rd governor of the state of new york sir keep in touch with us on what's happening with puerto rico that because of all of the nonsense news that's out there it's it's under the radar and a lot of more people need to be putting some pressure on lawmakers to make sure that a bailout is not forthcoming we appreciate you being here on the salcedo show
1: thank you chris nice being on with you
4: back in a minute the chris salcedo show here on the blaze
1: telling the truth It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The
0: Blaze Radio Network.
1: In a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the blaze radio network
5: it was inappropriate I've said that three times now Are and apologizing for it? No, when the president apologizes for what he says I'll apologize so but you the you my part to say your your
0: statement was inappropriate yes you're not apologizing. it was me. inappropriate it was wrong I put
5: it posted it to my personal Facebook page and I deleted it but you're not apologizing no mm.
4: Uh, that is, I guess we found one of John McCain's and one of Mitt Romney's uh, not equivalent haters. One of the uh, more virtuous haters. That was Missouri Democrat state senator Maria Chappelle Nadal. She got onto social media yesterday, folks, or day before yesterday. And hoped for President Donald Trump's assassination. And as you could hear, she's saying, well, it was wrong. And it was inappropriate, but I'm not going to apologize for doing it. So. Was that an apology? No. No. The Secret Service, as my understanding, is involved now. And they ought to be. And this woman ought to be drummed out of office. If they have impeachment proceedings in uh, Missouri, I think they ought to undertake it. It is wholly unacceptable. I don't care. Never once on this program did we allow or did we advocate for the assassination of Barack Obama. Never once. And never will. That is what we call beyond the pale. That is what we call someone who is too hate-filled to serve in public office. Now remember, John McCain thinks that's virtuous hate. Remember, Mitt Romney thinks that is oh, that's that 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 is not as bad as somebody hating black people or hating Latinos. But I'm here to tell you that it is it is as bad. Uh it's, it's, it's completely and wholly unacceptable. And it ought to be, ought to be dealt with. Uh, next week, I have been trying to get to this Fox News story. And uh, I will get to it. But this, this is one that's gotten very little attention, and Fox hasn't done a follow-up on it, and I've been trying to get to it for the better part of two weeks. It was about a program that was allowing foreigners who acted as translators for us expedited citizenry into the citizenry into the United States and our government has lost track of them and now the and of course it was the incompetence was under the Obama administration now here comes Trump saying what do you mean you lost you lost them they've lost contact with some of these folks and it's highly suspected that they could be up to no good in our midst. So we'll play that next week. There was another story. That Fox ran yesterday. That I thought was. Now this. Now remember. This is going to drive the left wing. Crazy. Because. Whenever you talk about. Religious freedom. The left wing. Spits nails. Because. It is the First Amendment, it is faith, the Christian faith in particular, the Judeo-Christian ethic that has been a pain in the leftist side for, well, since the founding of the Republic, our ideals of freedom and liberty come from a Judeo-Christian ethic that we enshrined into the U.S. Constitution. A document that puts chains on government, not chains on the people. A document that says a legitimate government, that is the United States government, does not put restrictions on its people that are outside of the designated lanes here in this document. Anything outside of those lanes is not permitted, and the left wing hates it. Do you want to know why there's so much animosity toward Christians? Towards people of faith by the American left? It drills down to this. Because whenever the left wants to do whatever the hell they want to do and lord over your life. You could say to them, wait a minute. That violates my beliefs. And the Constitution says you can't do that. And and left-wingers just pee themselves. The Constitution of the United States is founded on the principle that man's natural state is freedom, is liberty. And that the Constitution and our government exists to protect those liberties and freedoms. And the liberals, they want our Constitution to exist the way the way uh, Venezuela's exists or Cuba's exists to empower the government over the people. It's a very fundamental difference in the way we conservatives and progressive anti-American liberals look at government. So when you hear Donald Trump restoring religious liberty, the left wing is going nuts.
0: We will not allow people of faith to be targeted, bullied, or silenced anymore. More than three months after signing an executive order on religious freedom, the Trump administration is poised to roll back one of the Affordable Care Act's most controversial policies, the so-called contraception mandate. Federal health officials are expected to issue new rules overturning the Obama-era requirement that forced most employers to provide birth control coverage to their workers with no out-of-pocket cost.
4: Do you know how much of a victory that was during the Obama years? And how much left-wingers smiled and sneered when they finally were able to get the government to force Christians to have to pay for abortions? And how much they celebrated it. Just about as much as they celebrate forcing Christians' tax dollars to fund the butcher shop. Planned Parenthood.
0: According to a draft of the new regulation, not only will religiously affiliated hospitals, schools, and businesses be allowed to opt out of providing contraception, but any employer with religious or moral objections will now be eligible for an exemption as well. Evangelical Christians have been fighting that mandate in court for the last six years, arguing that providing some forms of contraception, such as the morning after pill, was a violation of their religious beliefs, equating the drugs to a form of abortion.
2: This is the
5: ability of people to enter into the marketplace, enter into public policy, uh, enter into education or wherever they go, and do so guided by their faith, not having to check their faith at the door, not having to hide it.
4: Yeah, and that's the way liberals like it. Well, you can practice your faith, just do it behind the church doors or in your own home. Uh, You shouldn't be able to do it in public, says the left-wing progressive in America. And Donald Trump is taking a big bite out of that concept right
0: here. While the new regulation is still being finalized, several pro-choice groups are already preparing
7: to challenge it in court. We are all readying ourselves for a big fight on this. It's basic and life-saving health care.
4: Life-saving health care says this left-wing nutcase. Abortion is life-saving health care. <laughs> you, know you know what I think is funny? Is that these people pretend that they're the most educated, the smartest bunch on the block. Uh, not to put too fine a point on this, sweetheart, but the very definition of abortion is taking
0: of life.
7: And we should be doing everything we can to make it more affordable and accessible for women.
0: The Trump administration has labeled this regulation as an interim final rule, meaning it will go into effect without any public comment as soon as the final version is published. Some legal experts are predicting that will open the administration up to lawsuits, which could eventually make their way to the Supreme Court.
4: Yeah, I bet you it will, but this ought to be made. Uh, for available to all women. Yes, the women deserve to have their killing of their children paid for by somebody else. Doesn't everybody? This is life-saving health care. No, sweetheart. It's the exact opposite of health care. It's the destruction of life. It is the very definition of doing harm against the Hippocratic Oath. Mary Ramirez, next.
1: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show.
0: Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888-900-3393. 888
4: 900 All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, Mary Ramirez joining us now, a uh, longtime contributor to the Chris Salcedo show, and we were just discussing her piece that she's bringing this week. And uh, let me let me set it up, Mary. Not that that she she didn't get the idea from me, folks. This is this is it just it just shows you how on the same page we often are. We are. When we first started this program, and it was during the Obama era, uh, we were doing weekends there in, in Lawrence Jones' spot right now. Uh, we came up with this this notion of ideological bigotry. And it was, it was bigotry that was being dished out by the Obama administration that said, if you were a conservative, you didn't have any place in government, you weren't even worth listening to. That ideological bigotry has been adopted by the basket of biased press. I want to remind everybody that this program, I, your liberty-loving Latino, I have never been given a microphone or a voice by progressives. Liberal progressives who are supposed to be about diversity, who are supposed tolerance. to be about, yes, tolerance, and are supposed to you know are not supposed to be prejudice at all, they wouldn't dream. This is why you don't see me on MSNBS. This is why you don't see me on CNN. It's because. They can't allow what we talk about here from from a persp- I blow up their narrative, in other words. So they undertake ideological bigotry. The Obama administration did. And a lot of the folks in the basket of bias press do. And it's kind of a it's kind of the same theme that Mary's writing about this week. Right, Mary?
7: It is actually, you know, I was in the in the three or four minutes of your show that I did get to catch today. um, You guys, I'm a terrible contributor. I don't I don't listen to every minute of a show. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you are working for
4: a living. Um, It's it it is permissible.
7: I do work for a living, unlike some. Um, but anyway, there was a there was a cartoon you talked about that was over on your Facebook page, and it was the the bit about the guy talking about suppressing speech and other things that were unacceptable to him in the name of suppressing fascism, which of course is is lunacy. And and that is exactly what I'm writing about this week. And I was um, after Charlottesville, and you know all of the ensuing behavior, the the statues being torn down, the calls for the death of the president, the calls for silencing the other side. I, I kept thinking about something that happened to me. Um, it's been, gosh, eight years now. It's been a while. The very beginning of Barack Obama's presidency. And I had walked into a store with a friend, and there was a, like a throw blanket hanging on the wall, and it had Barack Obama's face on. it. I just said, not loudly, not rudely, whatever. I just turned to my friend, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is this? A god we're venerating here? Good grief. You know, because it's what it looked like. It looked like a shrine. And I, I no sooner said those words than all of a sudden there's this person who comes running up behind me and starts verbally attacking me, and I rolled around, and it's an employee of the store, which was even more interesting um and verbally assaulting a client and she just went on and on and on about, how dare you say that about our president? And you have no idea you don't know what they went through in civil rights, and you you have no idea what he's doing to restore what our people have taken from the black from black Americans And I was like, no. "Whoa. <laughs> Hey, was God, she was she, she white? She was white, which was interesting, too. No. But the, the interesting thing about that whole exchange was not that she held a different opinion from me. That's fine. I don't care. And frankly, my opinion was about the blanket. I was I thought it was ugly. But anyway, I, <laughs> the, the, the issue I had with it was she didn't – it wasn't that she didn't like my opinion. It's that she believed that I shouldn't be allowed to hold it, and she was literally screaming in my face to that end. And so I've had this exchange in my mind. As I'm thinking about Charlottesville and, and again the ensuing ast- aftermath, this concept of ideological supremacy, which you were just alluding to as ideological bigotry, same thing. This ideological supremacy that says certain people can't hold certain views if other people don't like them. And you know we're having this whole conversation about white supremacy, right? And I and I want I want people to think about the broader problem here, which again is ide- ideological supremacy, the idea that your opinions, your ideas reign supreme and that those opinions allow you to preserve those opinions, you are allowed to hurt, defame, to deface, to traffic and rank hypocrisies see, we're seeing in our media, well, so lie, long, cheat, steal. Well, so
4: long as you are part of a certain exactly. persuasion. If you exactly. happen to be black and you must be black and liberal to have a, an right. opinion that is worth listening to right. or that right. it is unassailable, right? Because if right. you're if you're black and conservative, you get, you get lynched like uh, Justice Thomas did.
7: Exactly right, right. And so, and so, my challenge to people in this piece, you know, to that end is, how is that sort of behavior, where you believe that you can do whatever you want to do to someone whose opinion you don't like, how is that behavior any different than the torch carrying neo-Nazi? white supremacists because at the end of the day they believe those white supremacists believe that other races should be suppressed because they think the white race is superior right okay well how is that any different than someone saying well i think that my idea my opinion is superior to yours so shut up you
4: hold hold on wait a minute we got we got to get john mccain on the phone because john mccain is going to disagree with you john mccain is going to say mary what you have to understand that is if somebody hates a black man, that is worse than somebody else hating a white man. That's just, it's just well, worse.
7: he would be in very good company with, who is it, Michael Eric Dyson, who thinks that reverse racism is not even a thing. It's well, not even possible. There's no such not-
4: th- well, there's no, yeah, he's right. There's no such thing as reverse racism. It's just called racism, no matter what way you want to look at it. It's just <laughs> right. racism. You hate somebody well, because thinks- of the color of the skin. It's just as bad no matter who's doing the hating or who's being hated on.
7: Oh, but Chris, if you're in the minority, you can't possibly hate because you're in the minority and you're hated. Oh, you know, God. I never get I the be- it's
4: just- I never get the benefit of the doubt. I'm supposed to be a quote unquote alleged minority and I never get the benefit of the doubt. These progressives always say, oh, you're just so hateful. and You're just so you're always berating us. And it's, well, it's like, well, I'm, shut up. I'm a Latino. What's the matter? I can't be racist. Be remember, I know
7: exactly right. Right? I'm supposed to be a woman, and yet my opinion, that, that whole thing is, is nullified by the fact that I'm a conservative, just like your Latino-ness is nullified by the fact that you're a conservative. Is that yeah, a word? Exactly right.
4: Latino-ness? Is that a word?
7: Latino-ness? Well, I just made it up, so All right. there you go. Hey, you know what this also <laughs>
4: reminds me of? The the PPPO. Do you remember the PPPO? The Remind pro- me. The progressive preference picking order chart. This is. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, folks, uh, just, just bear with me. The PPPO states that Depending on where you sit on this chart is to how your uh, how much priority you're given, how much deference you're given by liberals in government or liberals in the press. Right there at the very tippy top. Number one, Muslims, radical or (laughs) radical or otherwise. Right. Okay. Number two, transgenders. Right. Mm -hmm. Number three, gays. Now, let me illustrate one through three. This is how it works. A radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist attacked a gay nightclub.
7: I was just going to say in Orlando, mm-hmm. right? Paul's nightclub, exactly. Yeah. And
4: so, what did the basket of bias press say? Oh, it's the guns' fault, and uh, and, and and yeah, we got we really got to go after these guns.
7: <laughs> Let's refer to our chart here.
4: Exactly. <laughs> refer to the chart. The Muslims will take priority over the gays, and so the gays were all going. What are you guys, nuts? The gays are going out there, they're arming up because they realize the basket of bias press and, and the Obama administration are bailing on them. So they're, they're going out there and, and shooting guns. Let, let me go down the list more. N- number four, illegals. Number five, mm-hmm. Hispanics, mostly illegals. Uh, uh, number six, blacks. Number seven, women, but only liberal. If you're liberal. Women. Exactly. Exactly. Ta-dum. and that
7: would apply to African Americans as well I mean you the, know, yeah the they bumped down a few rows in the list the pPpo
4: P-P-O, folks the progressive <laughs> preference pecking order chart right there I
7: love it Ta-dum. I love it well it's 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 exactly right I mean it's there's no such thing as you know as as truth there's no such thing as, as intellectual arguments and conversations because it just it's it's all about this sort of tribalism this 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 cult mentality of you know well you don't belong you don't think like me therefore shut up and that's the point of this whole piece. Yeah. that when you believe you have the right to silence through whatever means you want to use, intimidation, violence, defacing of private property, lying about someone, or something, as we see so often in the media, you're you're killing your own freedoms in the process. You know because what, what you're ultimately saying is there ought to be limits on free speech.
4: What the perfect thing about that is is uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump gets out there and says, "I decry all hatred, all bigotry." All racism, mm-hmm. and the basket of biased press says, "Oh, you're you support whites? It's you're like, a
6: Nazi sympathizer."
4: What? What? No. Now, had Barack Obama said the same thing? It's just like it's just like the, the the court ruling that said if if Barack Obama had put out the temporary travel ban, then it would have been constitutional. And the only reason the ACLU said it was unconstitutional was because Donald, Donald Trump put it. it up. It's the same damn Did double you- standard.
7: Did you happen to catch, by the way, Dinesh D'Souza – I'll have to find it and tweet it out to you, too. He tweeted out something last night, and I just about died laughing. He said something to the effect of that – okay, so so Trump is a Nazi or a Nazi sympathizer because he didn't call out white supremacists in that whole I decry all hate thing. I mean he just sort of blanket statement. you know. Well, wouldn't that make – what did he say? Wouldn't that make Barack Obama an Islamic – jihadist sympathizer because he refused to call out islamic jihad.
4: yeah well, <laughs> it was so and, true and we Again, said as much on this program
7: <laughs> the double standard exactly right
4: what's the name <laughs> because, of the piece mary
7: <laughs> sure you can head over to my blog and it's ideological supremacy and the death of freedom and i will tweet that out after this segment
4: and the address of your blogs i've noticed you've said your blog but you never give anybody the address to go and check it out uh directly uh,
7: I'm a terrible, terrible promoter, and I work in marketing. It's afuturefree.com.
4: Afuturefree.com. Check out Mary's latest piece, folks. We will tweet it out. We will retweet her tweet after we get off the air. So you tweet along and uh, have a wonderful weekend.
7: Thank you very much. You too.
4: Mary Ramirez, everybody, longtime contributor here to the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll wrap up the week, wrap up the show next on The Blaze.
1: It's not just a show, (laughs) it's a movement. Join the Swarm.
0: Twitter hashtag Salcedo Swarm.
1: Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Chris Salcedo.
4: All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, let me get a phone call in here. Scott in Massachusetts. Hey, it's kind of a almost a bi weekly tradition. How you doing, man? Welcome back.
2: Hey, what's up, Chris? The pleasure's mine. Thank you for having me on. I, I don't mean to overstay my welcome if I'm calling too often, but I can't help it. I'm addicted to the South Aido show, you know.
4: <laughs> and you know what? You always call around this time. I mean, you could have called in the middle of the show and we'd have more time to talk. But
2: I go know that—that's the thing. Sometimes I'm calling. I, what I—how I phrase it is, I'm coming in cold. I didn't hear half the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I apologize to you that's for that. That's
4: terrible. But Shame on you. What's going I on? I know.
2: Okay, I got two points. Um, I'm going to get to the recent bombings in Barcelona, but first, this is a local story, but I think has national ramifications that you in your audience will find interesting. Yawkey Way, okay, we've all, know, we, we've all heard of Fenway Park, obviously. Yawkey Way is the road right outside of Fenway Park. If you grew up around here, it's synonymous like Broadway in New York City. It's very common, okay? I need to illustrate that point. Everyone knows what Yawkey Way is if you're from this area. So the owner of the Red Sox, John Henry, clearly I'm assuming a blazing liberal, It wants to rename Yaki Way because apparently Yaki Way was named after someone in the 1800s who may have owned a slave X, Y, Z. Where does it stop, Chris? I think the currency is next. Let's take all the presidents off the bills, except Abe. Of course, Abraham Lincoln will be fine because he freed the slaves. What do you want to do? Put Fred Flintstone on the dollar bill? How about Mickey Mouse on the 20? Like, where does it end? Where does it end? And if I'm granted the time to switch topics, I'm, <laughs> this is a tough segue. Well, we don't do
4: topics, up. but wh- whatever's <laughs> on your mind, go for it.
2: You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to say that. Isn't that crazy, though? That this is a wicked hot topic locally. John, the owner of the Red Sox wants to change the name of Yockey Way, which is like the mayor of New York wants to change Broadway. because. Well, Mr. can I Broad- share a story with you? Yes, sir. Let-, let me share a
4: story with you. You can tell your friends up there in Massachusetts. Uh, in Dallas, in the state in which I reside, Dallas changed one of their street names to a guy named Cesar Chavez. You know who Cesar Chavez was? I do not. Cesar Chavez was a was a labor leader that uh a lot of delusional Latinos want to make him into a civil rights leader. And his claim to fame was uh he well l- let me give him his due. This guy did improve working conditions in the fields for for laborers. In the uh, agricultural industry. He did do that. He so in that respect, he was a decent labor leader. But what he did to preserve his union, because he's a leftist, he's a socialist, he would take uh, and his brother was one of the, the his major thugs and henchmen. He would have them go down to the border to kick the crap out of illegal aliens who were coming in to California to bust his union to work for cheaper wages. So he even led a couple of U.S. Democrat senators down to the border to, uh, to a march, and they called it the wet line. That's a play on the words wetback, which is a derogatory term for Hispanics. Mm-hmm. So this leftist uh, who kicked the crap out of illegal aliens was honored in the city of Dallas by getting a street named after him. Now, how does that work?
2: It doesn't make sense to me. I'm actually, the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm surprised to hear that, because as a Bostonian, when I hear Texas, Dallas, I I think that's analogous with conservatism. So I'm surprised Dallas, even um, the people of Dallas, would put someone in in office.
4: They are a blueberry in the tomato soup, as Governor Rick Perry had said. (laughs) Hey, really, really quickly, I got about a minute left, but go ahead.
2: Thank you, Chris. Okay, so let's talk about Barcelona real quick. Oh, where do I begin? I wish I had more than a minute, Chris. All right. So here we go. First of all, how quickly does the news cycle change? How crazy is it? Who, no one's talking about the 40 white supremacists anymore, are they, in Charlottesville? Oh, oh no, 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 I'm, no, no, you, no, no. Oh, Scott. Let me get to my point, please. Hurry. Go ahead, Chris. It's your show.
4: No, no, but hurry up. Hurry up. I, I'll make the okay. final point after you're done.
2: Last statement. Am I the only one who is tired of watching mass slaughter on television <laughs> as if it's normal news? I'm tired of it. I and what I'm even more. What I'm even more sick of is a politician getting from a microphone and saying, we had them on the radar. Well, yeah. I want them off the damn radar before they blow up 30 people.
4: Scott, Chris, just thank you, j- you so much. No, 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 I want you to listen to this, because this is something you probably didn't hear because you didn't hear the whole show. That the basket of biased press, they weren't happy about this terrorist attack either. They were content to want to beat up on Trump some more. So what they did is they said, gee... How can this terrorist attack uh, be like what happened in Charlottesville? The folks over, the reprobates over at CNN tried to make that case like the complete morons they are. Thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, folks, it's going to do it. Remember, a society's worth, it is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for you and me. In short, we the people. Have yourselves a dandy weekend. Catch you on Monday.
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.